Welcome to the Poultry Health Today podcast, where we talk all health, all the time. Hear engaging interviews with today's leading industry experts. Hosted by Poultry Health Today editors, podcast episodes highlight the latest ideas, insights, and advice to improve poultry health, welfare, performance, and food safety. Hi, my name is Caroline Stocks of Poultry Health Today, and with me is Dr. Chuck Hoffaker, who's the president of the Southern Poultry Research Group. Chuck, thank you very much for joining us. I'm very happy to, to get together. Now, in a recent paper looking at unmodified live salmonella vaccines, you talked about um, competitive exclusion for similar strains of salmonella. Can a live vaccine actually inhibit other strains of salmonella? And if so, how does that work? Well, we don't know exactly what goes on with the live vaccines. We do know that they stimulate an immune response or they are acting almost as competitive exclusion because the protection they afford begins within a few days after they're given. And the normal immune response would take seven to 14 days to really have an antibody immune response. So there has to be more occurring than just an antibody response with these live vaccines. We, we do know though that they are quite effective against Salmonella group Bs, as in boy, and D, as in dog. So Enteritidis or Heidelberg or Typhimerium, they're not quite as effective against the group Cs, uh, like Kentucky. But they, one study we have done has shown that they are um, moderately protective uh, against Salmonella infantis, which is really rising up in concern by the CDC. Have you seen the use of these live salmonella vaccines increase in broilers in, in recent years? Yes, we're, we've, as FSIS has put more pressure on uh, processors uh, to meet performance standards, uh, more companies have begun to use the live vaccine. They've been accepted around the world as a good intervention for uh, rapidly lowering your risk for salmonella, uh, especially those at highest risk for human foodborne illness coming into the plant. Has there been much, much research into um, using boosters or uh, studies looking at the advantages of, of second doses? Yes. The, in, in the United States, both of the live vaccines that we have available to us are labeled for boosting at 10 or 14 days of age. And we know that that boost can significantly improve our um, ability to reduce those um, human foodborne salmonellas uh, more. Uh, and so if, if a company is really struggling with, say, a salmonella enteritidis or a salmonella typhimerium in their final product, a boost would be a good way to help reduce the risk of having those salmonellas coming in. Do you think it'd be worth more companies using that double boost or that double dose rather, or is it just a case of if you've got a salmonella problem, then we'll we'll look at it? I think economically, it, the decision has to be economics. If you're looking at it purely from a food safety standpoint, yes, it would be recommended to, to use both. But I think if you were to 
if you factor in the economics, then you look at which salmonellas are coming through in my processing plant, which is showing up in the carcass rinses or, or the parts rinses. And in those cases, uh, if I have a salmonella Heidelberg or Typhimerium or Enteritidis, then in those cases, yes, you should use a boost. So we've been talking specifically about broilers so far. What about the situation with, uh, with layers and breeders? How would you recommend that they're vaccinated against salmonella? Well, with layers and, and breeders, we want to protect that pullet so that she doesn't initially colonize with the, those salmonellas that can be a human foodborne illness problem. So in those cases, we need to uh, vaccinate as early as we can um, at a day of age, we need to boost and protection from the salmonella vac live salmonella vaccines last about four to six weeks. So we'll boost somewhere in that four to six week range. And then uh, depending on our kill vaccination program, we may boost again a third time at, uh, eight, 10 weeks of age. And looking ahead, what kind of role do you think that vaccination is going to play in, in controlling salmonella in, in poultry? Do you think we're going to have to see new varieties or new vaccinations be developed or are our current ones going to be able to make a, a big enough dent in the, in the food safety arena? What we have found is that the vaccines that are currently on the market provide good protection against the group Bs and the group Ds. Um, if we have more group Cs that become an issue, then, and they're not as protective, then we're going to need some new vaccines that maybe give a broader cross protection than what we see with the current ones. Uh, so I think research should be progressing and looking at getting, giving us vaccines that can give us greater cross protection to to more serotypes that could cause human foodborne illness. Thanks for listening to the Poultry Health Today podcast. To get the latest news and interviews delivered to your inbox twice a week, subscribe to our e-newsletter by visiting poultryhealthtoday.com slash join.